Hey everyone, it's Mortgage Monday. It's July 17, 2020-23, and we have a great show in store for you. So our show today doesn't only pertain to those who are thinking of buying a home, but any consumer in the market right now. So let's go over a scenario and let me know if it sounds familiar. You're thinking of buying a home, you open up your credit report, and you think, oh my goodness, what is this? How do I read it? How do I increase my score? And more importantly, how is a lender going to use this report to determine what rate they are going to give me in the market? So my name is Athena Chalikas Barokas. I'm not only the host and producer of this show, but I'm also a top producer and award-winning realtor here in sunny South Florida. So today we are going to take a deep dive into credit worthiness and a few simple ideas for you to maybe look at and see if you can increase your score. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our show. We're here every Monday, Mortgage Monday, and we take a deep dive into some great topics throughout the home buying process. So let's get started. I have Julie Dinda, our guest speaker, Julie Dinda of Radius Financial Group. Welcome aboard, Julie. Thanks, happy to be here. Just got back from Vegas and ready to get back into the Florida market. <laughs> hey, awesome. Was it a great convention? It was, it was really great. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm sure it was hot there. This morning, not only is the South Florida market sizzling, but so is our temperature. We have been at over 100 degrees for the last week. It has been incredible. It really has been nuts. <laughs> it really has been hot. So, all right, well, let's get to it. It's Mortgage Monday, and of course, buyers are out there asking, what is the rate today? What is the rate? Valid question. Um, we both know that their rate is going to depend on so many variables. But so as we look at the rate for the 30-year, which seems to be the most popular product out there, what are what are we looking at today? Absolutely. So uh, definitely a question I get asked regularly. <laughs> a few weeks ago, rates dipped uh, below the seven range. However, over the last two weeks, the rates have increased, leaving them on average about 7.14% for your 30 year. Okay, so that's not bad. You know, the last 12 months, Julie, and you know this, rates have been floating between that six and 7% mark. And, yes, they have. Um, that seems to be the new norm for the last 12 months. We've been between six and 7%, correct? Correct. Yes. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> not anytime soon. So if you're a buyer out there, let's not wait for the rate to come down. Um, there's really no signal from the Fed that that's going to be happening anytime soon. So take listen to our show. Maybe you can find some ways to improve your credit and get those rates that a little bit and a little bit more affordable for you. But we would love to be able to talk to you a little bit more. So here we go, let's get started with our show. Since it's Mortgage Monday and we have some great topics, we really wanna dive into credit worthiness. And that's really you know, defined in many different ways. But Julie, why don't you kick us off and tell us how is credit worthiness determined by a lender? So, well, the Webster, definition uh, of credit worthiness is, is it, is it a measure of the borrower's risk to the lender? Um, so everything in the lending world is to determine the lender's risk. 
the lower the risk, the more choices for the buyer. So on the opposite side, too high of a risk, the lender may not decide to even offer that loan to a buyer. So the lender's risk. So everything goes back to what is the risk the lender is going to take in order to give you, the buyer, a loan on to buy a home. Correct. So I've been a I've been a loan officer for over 10 years. Um, the most important advice I can give is to visit your credit report often. Often is every three to four months. Um, buyers, you know, buyers overlook the importance of managing their credit. And it could make a huge difference in a lender offering a person with higher credit scores programs a person with lower credit scores may not actually qualify for. I mentioned earlier that that credit impacts programs, but also the interest rates for home financing. Yeah, no, it's true. It's interesting. You know, just a half a percent can make a big difference to a buyer. So um, do you have a real life example where you can tell us maybe on a on a home that you just I think we talked about one, actually, you just sold a a loan package for a buyer with about a six hundred thousand dollar purchase price. And you did a couple of nice things with their credit and you were able to get them a better loan package. Yeah. So um, we actually were able to go in. They had a couple of things on their credit score that um, should not have been there. Uh, so we were able to go in and use a simulator and kind of figure out what it was that they can do. And, you know, usually to get creative, what lenders will do is they'll ask, you know, how much money are you putting down, you know, on your house? And maybe instead of putting 20% down, you put 15% down and then we buy down some of your debt, you know, just, just get rid of some of those credit cards, get your utilization down to a, a point that, that makes sense. And so that's what we actually did. Um, they were at about a 660. And for best possible pricing, you want to be at about a 680. So we were able to use a couple thousand dollars to pay down some loans and get a more reasonably, um, you know, to a reasonable price point. And they actually went up to a 680. And they went from above 7% to right below seven, or right below 7%, which is huge. Uh, over the life of the loan. You know, that is huge over the life of the loan. And it could be the difference between a buyer being able to afford a house with a pool or a house with a lake or a house with that extra bedroom or office space. So um, that half a percent does start to add up over time. So it, it's For important. Sure. It's important. You know, Julie, as we look at, you know, credit worthiness, what are the top three factors lenders really concentrate on when they're determining whether or not, you know, what percentage or whether or not to loan to a consumer? Yeah, credit worthiness is actually determined by, by several factors, um, including your repayment history, your credit score. You know, some lending institutions also consider available assets and the number of liabilities you have. Um, uh, and, and that kind of determines um, your probability of default. Um, so let's talk about the three factors that are probably the most important. I would say overall would be that credit report. Uh, your credit report outlines how much debt you carry, the high balances, the credit limits, and the current balance of each of those accounts. 
Um, it'll flag any important information for the potential lender, including whether you've had any past due amounts, any defaults, bankruptcy, collection items. Uh, your credit score would be a very close second. So your credit score is your credit worthiness. It's also measured by your credit, you know, your, your credit history, which is, and your credit score, which is the three digit number based on the factors in your credit report. So a high score means your cre credit worthiness is high, while a lower score um, uh, indicates lower credit worthiness. And then your third most important is your payment history. So payment history also plays a key role in determining your credit worthiness. So lenders generally don't extend credit to someone whose history demonstrates late payments, missed payments, overall financial irresponsibility. Um, and it actually accounts for 35% of your FICO score. 35% payment history accounts for 35%. Correct. So That's a big number. <laughs> so people, you know, if we really shouldn't be skipping a payment at any time. Correct. I guess I'm, yeah. So payment history, pay on time and maybe pay a little bit extra. Right, Julie? Yeah, I think I think when you're doing a little bit extra over what your minimum amount due is, that actually helps your credit report as, or your credit score as well. Awesome. These are some really good tips. But let's be real. These tips are not just for people that are thinking about buying home. These are not for buyers. This is for all consumers in the United States. Do you not agree? Absolutely. Credit worthiness and behavior with debt can affect your credit worthiness. And it's important because it will determine whether you get approved for a new loan, like a car or a credit card. The more credit worthy you are, the more likely uh, you will be approved for a better interest rate, which can save you significant money over the life of that loan. So it can also affect employment eligibility, insurance premiums, business funding, and even professional certificates or licenses. That's significant. That touches almost every aspect of most people's lives. So, um, yeah, thanks for that reminder. Definitely appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit. How do you improve your level of credit worthiness? What are the top ways of doing that within the lending industry? Yeah, there's several ways you can improve your credit score to establish that credit worthiness. Uh, first, you can pay the bills on time, <laughs> which we talked about before. Then you can actually pay more than that minimum monthly amount that's due. Um, you pay down that debt faster and you, credit, it, you improve your credit utilization ratio. Some financial experts suggest that keeping your credit card utilize, utilization around 30% um, uh, or 33, I think, is the, is the, is the, is the sweet number. <laughs> You know, let's stop right there. I really want our viewers and our listeners to understand what you just said. To me, that is just as important as minimum payments on time is that what is the utilization? So a credit card company says, hey, Athena, here's a credit card. You have a $10,000 limit. Go spend it, right? But as a consumer... I say, no, I can't go spend $10,000. The most I'm going to spend is 30%. So the most I'm going to spend on that card is $3,000. That's my true limit if I want to maintain a credit, be credit worthy of a future loan at some point. So Julie, is what are your thoughts on this? Are you seeing a lot of your clients 
really adhering to this or is this something that you really want to kind of make sure people understand? Yeah, it is confusing. Um, a credit issued with $10,000 limit. You know, here's a credit card issued with $10,000 limit, but the consumer should never spend more than $3,300. Um, and the reason that is, is as a lender, what I'm looking at is your, um, your like buffer, essentially. So if you have a $10,000 credit, um, and you've used 2,500 of it, now you still have $7,500 that you can use. So heaven forbid you lose your job or, you know, someone gets sick or, you know, something like that happens. Now you have a buffer of where you can pay your bills um, and you won't, you know, you won't skip a beat essentially. Um, if you have a $10,000 credit and it's all the way up to 9,000, you don't really have much room. You don't have much wiggle room. And that's what we look for is, is a little bit of wiggle room. <laughs> and that's what your credit score determines as well. That's a really good tip. So our two tips today so far, pay on time and do not use your credit card more than 30% of whatever the limit is on your particular credit card or credit cards. Um, does that pertain to also um, like HELOCs or any of those other types of loans that we see out there? I mean, HELOCs, you definitely want to just make sure you're making those payments on time. Um, it's usually more towards your credit card utilization, you know, like like they don't really look at it as much with like your car state, you know, your car payments or anything like that. Um, they want to see that you're one that you're using the credit, you know, they don't want to, you never want to be at a zero balance. Like, although people think that that's, that's great. And, and they'll just say, oh, I have all these credit cards, but there's nothing on it. That actually isn't great for you because what happens to us as a lender is we want to make sure you know how to use your credit and the utilization is kind of the key aspect of that you know so pay your cell phone bill pay your um you know pay you know the little tiny stuff your electric bill whatever it is and then at the end of the month pay that back but also make sure that you're using it and so that we know that one you know how to use it and that you know how to use it correctly that's a great lesson, not only for adults, for high school students, for college students, you know, utilization of credit. We seem to um, we seem to learn it a little bit later on in life. Yeah, so. it's so true. And it's also important to understand your credit worthiness. Even if you're not applying for credit, you can track your credit score and credit report annually to ensure that your credit worthiness is strong. Um, if you need to improve your credit, you can take the steps such as reducing the debt and avoiding the overspending and the revolving lines of credit, like credit cards. That makes perfect sense. So to recap, there's really four ways to improve your credit. Run, make your minimum payment on time. Secondly, maybe pay a little bit more than your minimum payment. Credit utilization. 30% on most credit cards. Do not go past that 30%. And, you know, don't have too many cards opening and closing either. Um, you know, it's really not that great. So, Julie, let's talk about the credit reporting agencies. Who are they and how do they monitor our reports? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So there are three prominent credit reporting agencies. You have Equifax. Experian and TransUnion. All three of those can be requested free annually. It's annualcreditreport.com. 
Why do you want to do that? You want to verify accuracy and dispute any errors that you that you may have on that credit report. Um, Can you give us an example? Yeah, you know, bottom line is it's important to understand your credit worthiness. Um, even if you're not applying for credit, you know, you can make sure that you're tracking that credit score. You know, you want to make sure that you're, um, you know, if if there's a collection agency that's out there that's collecting something for you that you never even had, you can actually reach out to them and dispute that with them. Um, you know, same thing with, you know, we talked about it last week, but about like, uh, you know, with your student loans, like, are they accurate? Are they, you know, disputing it correctly? You want to just make sure that you're, that everything is in line and perfect so that when you are ready to purchase a home or a big ticket item, like a boat or car or something, you're already set and you're not stressing and running around. Yep. That makes perfect sense. So that was annualcreditreport.com. We will put that into the description. So all of you can go ahead and make sure you click on it. And um, that's one time a year. It's free and um, you can dispute any, anything right there on that credit report. So it's like a one-stop shop to make sure that you like going to the doctor on an annual basis, you should take care of your credit report on an annual basis. So, um, Julie, before we, you know, end our, end our show today, I'd like to go ahead and give you an opportunity to talk about a product that you had mentioned that's right in line with credit worthiness. So tell something, tell us about that product. Sure. So when, when we pull a consumer's credit report, we're able to access something called a what if simulator and a wayfire simulator and a wayfinder simulator. And essentially what that does is um, I'll give you a quick example. We had, we had a, um, a lawyer that wanted to purchase a jumbo property and her credit score was about 690. Um, and you had to have a 700 or above, or you couldn't go into this jumbo platform that we were offering to her. Um, and so what happened was we went into the system, all of her information is automatically pulled into that system. And we say to them, okay, we need, an immediate we need an immediate return time on this we have three thousand dollars to spend what can we do to bring her to a 700 and what's great about that as it, the what if simulator is it says okay it'll literally do a printout of everything and i'll say okay if you pay this credit card down to 361 dollars and 74 cents and you pay this credit card down to to three thousand six hundred and seventy four dollars then you can refire, rescore, we call it a rapid rescore. You can rapid rescore and pop it up and you'll have that 700. And that's exactly what happened. We gave her the, the flyer. She did exactly what they said on it. It cost her about $2,100 per to, to take care of everything and buy down all of the, um, and she's not actually paying for it. She's just buying down her credit, you know, so she's getting, you know, a better, a better, uh, um, you know, score that way. And so when it finally came back for the rapid rescore, she had a 703, which is enough to qualify. So it's just a really great resource that we're able to give and extend to our clients. That's a huge success story. Yes. That's a huge success story. So is this something that you offer all your clients that come through after 
Yeah, I mean, we usually only use it if it's something that's needed. Um, so, course. you know, if you have a great credit score, you're any, you're above the 780, which is that best possible pricing. Um, or, you know, if you're already in a, in a situation, it's really, we really only use it when it's needed, um, but it is available for everybody. So if we're not getting, you know, approved eligible or, you know, your credit score is not right exactly where it could be, I'll just do a printout for you on what if, what if simulator and the wayfinder and we'll, you, you can work on that over the next three to six months so that when you are ready to buy or, you know, you're in a better position, we can just jump into it and you'll be all ready where you need to be. Sounds good. You know, you just said something that triggered a thought in my mind. You know, buyers come in and they're like, I'm ready to buy a home. Let's go. But the reality is, is that the first step is really to, of course, find your realtor, but then to really mm -hmm. sit down with your mortgage lender and determine, are you really ready to do this? Because I just heard you say, Julie, sometimes it could take three to six months to have that credit report, you know, regenerated with a higher score. Exactly. And you want realistic expectations of what's going to happen when you're sitting at that closing table. You know, you want to know exactly what that score is going to be, exactly what those payments are going to be. So it's great you know, to sit down with your realtor and then obviously with your lender and get everything all squared away. So you can have the fun and go find the place. That's the best part, right? It is if you're going to find the home that you really want to buy. And um, I can't stress it, how important credit worthiness is. And Julie, you've been here on the show a couple of times, always giving us great information. I uh, remember everyone, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe. Uh, Julie, I want to say thank you again. Always nice having you on the show. And yes, um, <laughs> I'm going to drop both of our information into the description, annualcreditreport.com in the description. And most importantly, if you like what you're hearing and you want Julie and I to talk a little bit more about credit worthiness, about the home buying process, or you have any questions, just simply book an appointment with us and we'll be happy to answer those questions. Julie, thanks again. Have a beautiful day. Stay cool out there. And um, cool. we'll see everybody <laughs> next week. Bye. Have a great day. Have a great day.